Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a bitmoji and a hater. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I very much enjoy language. I I talk a lot on this podcast. I talk a lot to my students. I studied language when I was in college. And language to me is just, it's a way of constructing the world that I think is so interesting. And it's a way of understanding somebody else's world. And without this language, it would be very difficult to, to really understand where somebody's coming from or even make sense of what's going on around you. So I very much like it. And I heard something a few years back that really freaked me out. Um, I was listening to somebody getting interviewed, and he said, look, there are things in our world that are disappearing because words are disappearing. I was like, what? Like, how is that possible? Like, if I don't know the word for tree, tree still exists, right? Like the, the, the redwood tree in my backyard still exists, even if I don't know the proper word for it. Now, yes, that's true, but... There are other things that that disappear. For instance, the word gay, as in happy or excited. Gaiety. That used to be a much more common word. You hear it in Christmas songs, um, old Christmas songs. You don't really hear it now. And if somebody were to say he's gay as can be or was gay as could be, you, you wouldn't think, oh, he was excited. Now, the word gay is my understanding when you said gay, he was gay as could be, was a cross between happy and excited. And it was kind of this marriage of those two. And in the absence of that word, you lose that emphasis. You kind of lose that sensation. And as annoying as it is, I thought about this like, damn it, that's true. How would I express the idea of happy and excited. It could be like ecstatic, but that seems almost too aggressive. And and it, it seemed that there was this nuance. Now, I didn't grow up in saying he's gay as could be or meaning gay as happy, but I could understand instantly. I'm like, oh, damn it. That's true. That word carried with it some kind of nuanced sensation that has not been replaced. And it really started it really started bothering me. And a short time later, my brother, who was a PhD student at Princeton at the time, was very excited about his program he was in, and he was telling me all about his friends that he had there, and he was in the neuroscience department. So he had people that were very interesting and studying these really interesting concepts. And one of the people one of the researchers that he shared lab space with was studying a sensation that is only found in U.S. slang. There's an actual word for it in German. I don't know it, but haters are something that we understand because of U.S. slang. Okay, now haters, the idea that you gain uh, enjoyment from someone else's downfall. I, I'm 
I'm sure there is a word somewhere in the U.S. language besides haters to mean this. But my brother, who's far better at language than I am, was trying to explain it to me. And the only thing he'd say is haters. He's like, look, somebody who, who is very excited when somebody else is very upset. And I thought about it. I was like, damn, you're right. I don't have a word for that either besides haters. Now, again, before the word haters became popular and became something that people said, I'm sure there was a way to express this, but we don't have that anymore. And I didn't grow up with that. And I don't remember growing up hearing the word hater until I was about a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, the late 90s. So it's almost like the ability to convey these ideas wasn't there. The ability to convey it in a succinct, short manner. You didn't have one word. You'd have to explain it a little bit. Or use the German word, as my brother did. And again, it escapes me at this point. But these two instances really emphasized to me. I was like, oh my God, we are losing language. We are losing the ability to make sense of our universe and our individual words. What a horrendous thing. And then texting became super popular. We're talking early 2000s. You're texting all over the place. And all of these nuances of thought and communication were lost again. So it was this kind of like big hit to my, to my world as far as communication goes. What are we going to do? Now, little things started popping up. Like, ha, just H-A. Okay, so you'd say like, ha ha, when somebody said something funny on text. Whatever, that's, that's not a surprise. But then LOL popped up, and we all know how popular that is. It's like, okay, laughing out loud, ha, ha, ha. It's like, well, they're kind of the same, but there's a nuanced difference there. And then we got LMAO, LMFAO, right? And then you had Ron Floor laughing, and then you can put them all together, and it's like an eight or nine letter acronym. And then we started getting little, the emojis, right? Like the crying, laughing, crying, laughing, tilted. There are all these different crying, laughing emojis that, that I have on my phone. And I've started realizing recently that although we've lost some nuance, although we've lost some things, or perhaps never had them like haters, Although we've lost some of that with our current communication and the way we're going, we're also gaining these very interesting, nuanced ways of communication. Like, why would I need five different ways to express that something's funny? Like, why do I need ha, 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 ba, ha, ha, LOL, LMAO? Right. Like, why do I need all of these little things? Because we can develop nuance even in this hyper technology driven text form of communication. And that gave me pause. I started thinking about all the little ways people use bitmojis and emojis and, and, and acronyms. And it gave me hope. It gave me hope because these aren't even these aren't even words, right? It's not like LMAO is a word or lol. People say lol, but that's just lame, right? So 
it's not like we're developing words, but we what we are doing is reclaiming nuance to our language with the use of technology. I was worried initially that that technology was dis, or excuse me, language was disappearing. Our ability to explain the world was disappearing, and and some things may be disappearing, but some things are also being created. We're developing different ways of making sense of the world, of making sense of conversations. And instantly, when people started texting, everybody started getting offended at, at the smallest thing. People didn't understand, and then we developed the ability to communicate nuance, so that we could be clear so that people weren't offended so that we could communicate frequently and appropriately. And that's inspiring to me where I was once very concerned that we were, we were just sterilizing our language and we were losing large swaths of the universe. I see now that we're actually delving into a different portion of the universe We're we're finding the human expression is totally changing but it's developing and it's expanding. It may have contracted, but we're coming back. It's really, really cool to see. So the next time you get discouraged by the quantity of text or the, the frequency of text, or the way people use texts instead of maybe communicating face-to-face or over the phone, remember, we haven't stalled out. We're not necessarily going backwards. We're going sideways. And it's going to be important for all of us to understand how to communicate in this way with each other as we move forward. So just think about that. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.